welcome to another episode of the Brown and Black Podcast. My name is Jack Rico. And I'm Mike Sargent. And every week we take a look at race and pop culture through a brown and black lens. Well, Mike, looks like the future of TikTok is on the balance. This is everything anyone could talk about simply because of this. 150 million followers, $7 billion in ad revenue are at stake. Global digital dominance is at stake. I mean, dude, this is a TV show. This is a movie. This is billions, succession, every single power, Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, all thrown into one. But the variable here, the aesthetic, it's digital. It's social media. It's Gen Z. It's it's everything the future. And it's, it's such a volatile because what we're going to do today, Mike, is we're going to kind of put the brown and black filter on it to see how this looks like. Hi, everyone. It's Sho here. I'm the CEO of TikTok. I'm here in Washington, D.C. today, and uh, I have some news and updates to share with everyone here. Today, I'm super excited to announce that more than 150 million Americans are on TikTok. That's almost half of the U.S. coming to TikTok to connect to create, to share, to learn, or just to have some fun. This includes 5 million businesses that use TikTok to reach their customers. And the majority of these are small and medium businesses. Now, these numbers are amazing. And I'm so thankful to all of you and the 7,000 TikTok employees in the US who are helping us build this incredible community in America and around the world. Now, this comes at a pivotal moment for us. Some politicians have started talking about banning TikTok. Now, this could take TikTok away from all 150 million of you. I'll be testifying before Congress later this week to share all that we're doing to protect Americans using the app and deliver on our mission to inspire creativity and to bring joy. That was Shoji Chu, who is the CEO of TikTok, who was grilled mercilessly <laughs> by Republicans uh, after oh, he man. made that message. And, and, you know, I have to say, Jack, I'm glad we're talking about this because there's quite a bit to unpack here, specifically because I think, like you said, this is like a TV series or a Netflix series is so much more. So this. much drama going so on. So much here. drama. Layers and layers and layers to this. American history, global history, wars, money, power, real estate. And let's not forget hypocrisy. <laughs> well, that's what we're the best at, Mike, that's, as a human species. As a, as a culture, yeah, we're, we're definitely good at hypocrisy. So in today's episode, we're discussing the future of TikTok and its impact on creators of color. And Mike, with the potential ban of TikTok in the U.S., creators of color are now facing an uncertain future. How will this ban affect them, American culture, the economy, business, the psyche of these influencers who have committed their lives to making this a career. 
you know, and who stands to benefit from this ban? And what new alternative platforms of color might emerge because of all of this? So, Mike, there's a lot at stake here. Well, there's an enormous amount at stake specifically because of what has happened over the last three years. They gained, they literally doubled. They got something like 75 million new users during the pandemic. Mm. So this is something that changed. It changed America. It changed just like every other technological or social media component. It changed how we communicate. To change that, to take that away is unprecedented. Normally, all of these things, all these social media apps have like a life cycle. You know, oh, right. there was a time when MySpace, Facebook remember was that? King. There was a time when MySpace, MySpace had a hundred exactly. million subscribers and then became irrelevant because they had no vision in their leadership, in my opinion. I think it's the same thing that happened with uh, Occupy Wall Street. But yes, I agree with you a hundred percent. There was no vision in the leadership. And at the time, I think just like what has happened here, when you see any footage from Congress questioning the CEO. They have no fucking idea. Have you directed them to change that source code? Uh, Congressman, um, if you give me a bit of time to just- No, I, I don't, I, it's a yes or no question. Have you directed your engineers to change that source code? I, I'm not sure I understand Why it. are you allowing TikTok to continue to have the capacity for censorship and yet you claim here that you don't? It's just, it's, it's a manufactured thing now that TikTok, TikTok doesn't do anything with filters or data that Facebook, Instagram, right. all of them do, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's ludicrous, but you have to wonder what's the real agenda. To me, Mike, this whole TikTok ban and the reason that creators of color should listen to this is because understand that this, this is not about you. No, no one hates you. No one wants to not give you this app. Do you think the politicians really care if you pick up your app and you post something on it? No. This is about political, ideological, geopolitical, political stuff. This is what that's all about. This is, and when you talk about that, there's only really one subject that matters in that conversation, and that is global dominance. And Mike, the United States is the most powerful country in the world. The United States has $25 trillion in GDP. That's more than any other country on the planet. And China has 22, not far off. So this is about, holy shit, the Chinese are right on our backs. I can like, I can feel them. Their shadow is right on us. What does that mean if China becomes number one, Mike? Because we dropped the ball on something. And maybe that neuroses is TikTok. 
we have dropped the ball. We have dropped the ball on so many different things. It's ridiculous. It's like if we were a juggler, we would fail. We dropped the ball on manufacturing. What do we manufacture better than China? Tell me what we, other than bullshit. Yeah, okay, our manufacturing so, goes mean, to China. Exactly. Our manufacturing goes to China. The Our gross national product is entertainment. That's the only thing. And now right. we all see what's happening with that. So we all see China's influence on that. So China has an influence economically. It has an influence when it comes to manufacturing and it comes to cars, when it comes to products. I mean, shine. Ships. It's the biggest seller on the planet. So this, to me, this American-China Cold War that we're having, Mike, over this TikTok thing, which is hilarious. It's just a disguise. This whole thing is a disguise for the larger conversation, which is what we're talking about here, is who's going to stay number one? How do we make sure that the number two stays number two? If the app is banned, what is the ripple effect, dude, on creators of color and the global audience if this app is gone. Dude, the ripple effect is gigantic because if you heard what Show said, the 5 million businesses that are on TikTok are all small and medium-sized businesses. What do most folks of color have when it comes to business? Small, yeah. Small well, and medium-sized. Uh-huh. It's, not, it's not IBM that has to worry about TikTok <laughs> going down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yes, a hundred percent. There are businesses that will be affected. There are careers that will be affected. There are all kinds of metrics that will affect brown and black life that will, I think will be gutted. And that is only scratching the surface. Right, 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 right. So I know we don't want to get into politics here, but one, when I hear words like it's promoting potentially communist woke, you know, and then they throw another word in there. So when they say it's quote unquote promoting woke content, what does that mean? Now the playing field is like, we don't need to be on Twitter. We don't need to be on Instagram. We don't need to be on Facebook. We found something that wasn't owned by America that we liked, that we were able to make money on. Let's take a look at both sides of the coin here, right? For okay. creators of color. All right. So you're a Latino, you're black. And you've had a small business, you know, about 5 million of them, maybe, you know, you've been making money through ads, people pay sponsorship for posts, and you also engage, man. It's, it's the app to me that most goes viral for regular people. The reason TikTok is the master app in the world right now over Facebook, even though it has more even though Facebook has more subscribers, is that algorithm. Whoever came up with the algorithm in China, that dude should be protected, like in like, <laughs> what is that, like adamantium glass? Like you ever see like the, the, the beginnings of those Avenger movies? Like there's some like evil person in some glass cube, right? <laughs> like impenetrable. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that this dude must be somewhere in there because we're fighting for this. We are. And it's also, as a sidebar here, some of the things that they're claiming that are being perpetuated, quote unquote, on TikTok. And it's all the algorithm. If you're seeing lots of young people, young girls, whatever, scantily clad, whatever, that's because you were engaging with that content. Right, that's the right, only reason right, you're right. seeing it. Right. So, so if you're a Latino or black creator that has been making a living 
off of TikTok and now it's gone. The question is, is it okay just to go to Instagram reels? Is it okay to just go to YouTube shorts? Is it okay to just, well, you know what? That door closed, another one will open, it's okay. And the problem is, Mike, and I want you to listen to this woman on TikTok who's a black woman who she broke it down on why she is so sad and to her the implications of what will happen to her and people like her if the app is banned. I haven't heard anybody say this yet, so I will say it. TikTok is a threat because it is shifting what we value as a collective. My name is Dr. Chelsea, and I'm a neurodivergent educator, writer, and creator, and I'm known on this app for creating the unmasking process. And unmasking is about moving beyond what we have been socially conditioned to believe about ourselves, about others, and about our human experience. And it guides us to remove the mask and create a life that aligns with our needs, values, and purpose. It makes me emotional because this app that I initially avoided showed us the beauty and duality of the human experience. It humanized us as we connected in ways we have never experienced in our lifetimes. TikTok connected our experiences. We were told that our phones were distracting us from the world, but when our worlds became so isolated, we turned to this app and realized we were not as different as we were taught to believe. TikTok created a platform for human intimacy, a place where we can feel safe, a place where we can gather information and knowledge and make informed decisions about our lives for the first time. We laughed, we cried, we healed. TikTok was the place where we can be authentically ourselves. We didn't have to be performative. We didn't have to make sure our lives were perfectly created and curated to be accepted. We could just simply be. As we continue to connect and heal, our values begin to shift. We move away from valuing the things that once divided us like money and social identity. And as our values shift, it is a threat to the institutions that depend on our labor, money, and brokenness to sustain. I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. So this is, I mean, once you're talking about emotions, it's a whole other ball game, dude. Once you fuck with 150, if not a billion emotions, what impact, if not a nuclear one, is that going to have? I feel it's going to have a huge impact. And, and, and a little later in the show, we'll get to what I think the, the real Trojan horse of this is. But you were asking me about this show and the impact it's going to have on people of color. And you talk about feelings. I have a lot of feelings. If I am someone who has become a millionaire because yeah. of my followers on TikTok. Yeah. And then that's being taken away from me. I'm going to have a lot of feelings about that. Forbes did a list, okay, of the top, in 2022, the top 49 social media savants, they called it. And if you go to that page on Forbes, as you scroll, it's all, it's mostly black and brown folks, mm. Asian folks. And, and more and post importantly, it's the young. Okay. And so young people use TikTok. You can tell from these old folks doing these Republicans on this committee, none of them even ha understand TikTok if they've ever even used it. For them, it's this thing they can't understand and they can't control. Mm -hmm. And brown and black people are profiting from it. Nope. Cut that shit right out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, here's my opinion on this argument between what is the ripple effect that the banning of TikTok will have on creators of color. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Or what's up? Listen, 
whatever stance you take, understand that there is a general stance and then there's the brown and black stance on the TikTok ban. Yes. Because there's a whole lot of layers that go into it that the general, meaning the white one, they don't have to go through. Okay? There's a, there was this article in Time Magazine. I'm not sure if you read it, Mike. And it was about these black creators that were pretty much bitching and complaining about the abuse that they were going through uh, on TikTok. You know, some of that is mm -hmm. a cultural appropriation is probably the biggest thing. How white people in the Charlie D'Amelio thing where she started copying dances. You remember this mm -hmm. was a whole hoopla. Yes, I do. A few years ago during the pandemic, they were stealing dances. They were stealing slang. They were stealing all types of aesthetics. Mm -hmm. And they were getting famous going on Fallon, getting TV shows on Hulu, while black and Latino creators were just the source for white fandom and white celebrity. They were the backs on which these people stood to gain their fame and popularity, just the, uh, the same way this country was built. Exactly. So TikTok hasn't always been a good place for brown and black creators. I mean, we're talking about exploitation. Yeah, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me stop you there. It's not TikTok. It's, it's TikTok's just a mechanism. You know, the courts can be something that can be used to oppress and to, to, to rob brown and black people of their rights. TikTok was just another way for white people and the white culture and this white dominated society and the people in it to amplify all these white, quote unquote, creators who are ripping off brown and black folks. So TikTok was just another mechanism, but that wasn't enough. OK, so you know what? I didn't want to go here, but let's just go here. I didn't want to put the go racial... Here. The, the, the racism what, lens what on you here? Didn't, what's, what's the name of the show? <laughs> the hell you didn't do okay, to go racial? Okay, dude. All right, all right, all right, fine. <laughs> here we go. If you're a black creator and you're looking at America and you're looking at China, you're going at this very moment, you know, it's, it's, it's a false binary and you're going, damn it. If I had to choose one over the other, let me look at, let me look at one. Let me look at the left one, America. What has America done for me? And what would America do with the algorithm if they owned TikTok or, or China's algorithm? Now, does China hate black people the way America does? That's an interesting question that I ask you, but don't answer it just yet. Let's just say that they hate black people as well. Not like America, bro. And if anything, the Chinese built an algorithm that has, yes, there's been cultural appropriation and exploitation, and there's been the diminishing of the voices during the Black Lives Matter protests in TikTok. Everybody knows this. Just, just search it. But have the Chinese gone specifically to target black and brown folk? And that's the question you have to ask yourself as a black creator. If you know that you're going to commit to a digital life, is it going to be on a Chinese app or on an American app? And which one favors you the most?
Well, you know, that's a very good question, you know, because you're talking about algorithms, you're talking about AI. But it's the people who create those algorithms and it's their biases in those algorithms. So which, which biases is worse for the black and brown creator, Mike? But you see, clearly... I think the biases within, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all, all of the, 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 let's just say American owned companies. I think there's no comparison because of the philosophy, like you said, and the ideology behind the culture that created it. Even if TikTok is not discriminating against black and brown people, the people who use it are the people who pull from it, talent from it are. So, like I said, it's still a mechanism to me. I think that the only data that is being mined is that is of value. And and I don't think the Chinese government, you know, gives a shit about TikTok, like on that level. Russia, that's another conversation. But I think it's all about what are our buying habits? How can they sell us something? How can money be made? How can money be made? Because that's what it comes down to. And more importantly, like you're saying now, how much does the government get involved in social media? Well, you had just okay. sent me that tweet about the Restrict Act, okay? And I think it's very important yes. to be able to kind of add context to what you're just saying. So the government by itself, we already established why the government is trying to ban TikTok and using data privacy as the main issue, national security. They need and they need a reason. It's the same thing. They need a reason. They need to manufacture a reason, just like these transgender laws, (laughs) manufacture a reason for their real agenda to be achieved. Exactly. And so what is that that look like? That's really what I see going on. That looks like the Restrict Act, which is anything foreign that could be a threat via a specific communications medium device or platform. Okay. It has to be like, like TikTok because that's the future, dude. And this restrict act will allow you to ban these threats. Now, anyone else who lives in America and has studied free speech will look at this. And the first thing we'll say is, oh my God, there's a hundred free speech issues already just by looking at it, Mike. Well, not only that, the thing is, and it's not just foreign technology, the way that's worded, it's any software, hardware, any other product service integral to telecommunications products and services, including, and it lists pretty much everything. And it just goes on to say it can shut, basically, it goes on to say that it can shut you down. The government can shut you down if they want to. Right. So, And that's really the power they want. This was the Trojan horse that you were talking about earlier. Yes, it is. Because you bring that baby in going, yeah, it's just for it's just for this thing. You know, I mean, it's the Chinese. We're, we're like at a war, right? We're in a Cold War. And then they go, oh, okay, so you're, it's just TikTok, right? Yeah, 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 it's just TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're banning, you know, spill. Which is the new black Twitter app? That you heard about exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's. I was right. just going to say that. I was just going to say, oh, you got a black app, you got a Latino app, you got an Asian app, you got an anything app that's not white app. Um, we're going to ban that. We're going to ban this. Yeah. Well, not only they're going to ban it, but here, here, here's what they're saying they can do. They that information has to be given to the government. If it's over a million people, got to be given to the government. So, Mike, the question then is. 
let's just move forward and act like TikTok's gone. Okay, rip TikTok. Where do you go next? To me, the logical explanation is to go to a white platform like Instagram Reels owned by Meta, YouTube Shorts, there's Triller, Byte, but Spill. Now, if you guys don't know about Spill, let me kind of just give you a little brief overview on it. So there were a couple of black workers that were working at Twitter that were laid off in 2021, and they decided to get together to pretty much make a black Twitter, and it's called Spill. There's a wait list. I'm already on it. Mike, we're just waiting to, we got our account handles for brown and black and everything. And this would be one of the first platforms, like massive scale platforms from like the Twitter experts that are of color, that are coming together like the Avengers, dude, to kind of maybe hopefully save us from this capitalism and commodification of culture and everything else to make a buck. These guys want to do something different. And so maybe, Mike, maybe the alternative here is that maybe it's a good thing that TikTok is gone because maybe we can nurture and support new platforms of color for us. The only risk about that is what I just mentioned, is that the Restrict Act would say, all right, let's see how big you get. Because if you become a threat, we'll do like we did with your black leaders. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking fear of an American algorithm, brother. Listen, not only is that the fear, but that is the reality. Because the history has shown us anything that becomes, let's just say, in the eyes of white supremacy. Okay, and let's just call it what it is, because we know what the Republican Party has been filled with and and we know what the police force has been filled with. I mean, we accept these realities at this point. I mean, to argue it is ridiculous. But what's interesting when you watch that, I'm I'm sure you saw some of the Republican questioning. Oh, come on. It's they don't even give him a chance to answer. They just railroad right over him. And then they go on a show, these same politicians, and they go, yeah, he was stonewalling us. It's right. like you you guys stonewalled him, didn't get a chance for him. to, and But it's obvious they are not looking. This hearing was a farce because they were not looking to hear anything. They were not looking for. They, they were looking they loved, for theater. To, they to, were looking for theater. That, to, is, to that, that sound clip on the, on the evening news 100%. of them fighting for American nationalism against the Chinese. Exactly. And here's exactly. a Chinese face, and I'm giving it to him. Put that is obvious. You don't want to answer the question. It's a yes or no question. That's right. You know, Photographer, a- give me a zoom in right here so you can see this fist right next to this Chinese face. That's America versus China. <laughs> and then he goes, and I'm actually Singaporese. Like the typical Indian American, man. <laughs> exactly. It's like a Saturday Night Live skit, except that oh it's real. God. That's what we're living in. So 
Mike, what is the future of social communication for creators of color? And I was considering this as we're ending the show because, damn it, Mike, maybe this is an opportunity for us to return to meeting people in person. Maybe this is an opportunity for us to go, maybe, you know what? Maybe we can make money other ways with like collaboration in person. Theaters are way shows are coming back. Restaurants are packed. Some offices are returning. So there seems to be maybe values might change. Maybe we appreciate because of the ban on TikTok to say hello to each other instead of communicating through a 2D window. What do you think? Well, I think we just had birds and fairy music in the background when you, you just said all of that, okay? <laughs> but I also think, I think, no, I think the, the thing is, one of the key things here that they stressed is that TikTok is no, or the way I say they, what, what Xiao stressed in trying to answer or try to stress in answering this question is that TikTok is no different than any other tech giant, none. The only difference is that it's from a foreign country. And they can't, quote unquote, control. They can't tell TikTok to give info when they want. So that's really it. I think, like you said, I think the future is a spill or some other platform. I'm sure in the interim, just like what happened with Twitter, you know, some people left, some people stayed, some people, mm -hmm. you know. So I think that there will be ripoffs of TikTok. There will be exact. I mean, let's face it, Instagram Reels is pretty much a ripoff of TikTok. But, but I think that that's, that's what will happen. But I think it's going to be bigger than that. I think that the aftermath, I think there are all kinds of people who literally their careers were built on TikTok, you yeah. know? And so that's to going to be that tough taken, for them, man. Psychologically. Well, yeah. It's, it's shit, like, picture man. this picture Seinfeld is a hit, right? We're in season five and they outlaw television. Okay. Oh my goodness, man. Ah, <laughs> or like the season finale of Game of Thrones exactly. that you didn't know it was going to be bad, but it's you like, you could have sworn it was going to be the greatest thing. And right. then they tell you, oh, uh, yeah, we're banning the channel. <laughs> right. All those people are out of work. There are 7,000 employees, 7,000 TikTok employees in this country. I would be livid. I would be fucking livid. Let's put it this way. It is not going to increase relations between China and America. In my opinion, it's short-sighted. This isn't going to help Biden when it comes to the 2024 election. No, I think he drank the tea. Yeah, dude. And I think, I think we lose. We, ah, damn it. I don't know, man, because they're all in it together now. So it's not like a Democrat Republican thing, but if Biden's the face of, a, of signing the bill, which he is dude, 150 million Democrats could be going after him, man. Like I said, I consider it to be a huge misstep. I think it's misguided and I think it's just to just like, again, this typical American political policy where you act like this is what we're going after when in reality, this is what we're going after. <laughs> and I think that that's what we're going to yeah. see. What we're going to see is the other side of that. And for the party that talks about government overreach, they're the most oh my overreaching goodness. of all. That's the hypocrisy. Freedom of speech issues, business, economical problems for its citizens. What does this all continue to mean? Stay tuned. This is like an evolving, you know, telenovela, Mike. <laughs> 
what will happen to America after it cancels TikTok. Stay tuned. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's it for this episode of Brown and Black. If you would like to support this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Your help will allow us to be heard by many more people. You can follow our comments and opinions on at Brown Black Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram, and now on YouTube. We'll see you on the next episode of Brown and Black. Shouldn't we say follow us on TikTok while you still can? <laughs> oh my Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.